Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined by InsideTexas.com publisher, Eric Nalin. Uh, Eric, uh, this week's state of the program, we got a couple things on tap. Uh, you uh, wrote an article, I, I believe it was yesterday, about the strength and conditioning program and some of the incoming freshmen uh, that have started to, to look good and maybe a repurposing, I guess, or re-evaluation of what uh, strength and conditioning coach uh, Tori Becton uh, may have uh, taken about in year two. Uh, and then also, uh, we want to talk a little bit about the NIL event in Houston uh, last night that uh, you and I were both in attendance at. Uh, Steve Sarkeesian and Chris Del Conte were there, as well as uh, several University of Texas assistants who are responsible for recruiting uh, the greater Houston area. Uh, let's start uh, with the, the uh, commentary you had, I think, on Tory Becton. But first, we want to say thank you to our sponsor. Uh, that's Adam Lowy uh, of the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, Adam has been a good friend of this uh, program uh, for quite some time now. Uh, we really appreciate him. He's an injury law uh, firm. And if you've been had a catastrophic injury or any kind of problems uh, like that that might require legal representation, uh, make sure you ask Adam. Uh, send him an email at LowyLawFirm.com or call him at 512-280-0800. Eric, uh, your, your thoughts on Tory Becton and kind of explain your way through that article because I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, we we uh, we wrote about three notes that uh, you know somebody that interacted with uh, Tory Becton recently uh, relayed to me. Uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. You, you know, he talked about guys that are athletic, athletically ready and physically ready. Uh, and the physically ready person was Connor Stroh, the fresh talking about the, the true freshman from the recent, most recent class. Um, he's already one of the strongest guys in the program. Uh, he's basically considered an upperclassman, uh, offensive lineman from a strength perspective. That's not to say that he's going to be ready to play early. Uh, because a lot goes into playing offensive line. It's a very difficult position to play. Uh, but from a physical standpoint, he's one of the strongest guys on the team already. Uh, and if anybody's seen his old uh, footage from him powerlifting, you know, squatting almost 600 pounds, uh, in, you know, in, a, in an actual meet, not going, not doing a half rep, but a full rep at, at you know, at 6'5 or whatever he is. Um, you know, so that, it's not surprising, but it's good to hear. And then athletically, the, the person that stood out to, to Becton, uh, as relayed to my friend, was um, Anthony Hill. He said, he said, a lot of guys are fast, a lot of guys are quick, a lot of guys are, can jump high, but not all can do it all, all, all in one. Um, and they say, you know, Becton relayed to my friend, normally when you get a guy like this, he just ends up in the NFL. He's <laughs> just too athletic not to make it. Uh, so I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah, I, I felt like those, those were good nuggets, especially the incoming freshmen, because we really, it, it's just so hard to come by information <clears throat> until they really get on campus and have started spring ball. Uh, spring ball is only two weeks away now, by the yep. way, uh, for folks uh, unaware of that. Uh, the other thing that I thought was interesting that you mentioned was the development of the other young offensive linemen, mm -hmm. not just the freshmen, but the talented right. sophomore class, or a lot of them are, I guess, are going to be redshirt freshmen. Uh, but whether it's Cam Williams, DJ Campbell, Kelvin Banks, of course, Cole Hudson, uh, what, what you, you mentioned, like they were all squatting over a certain amount and had improved their weight training uh, ability by, by a 20, 25% like that yeah. since their arrival? Yeah, their lifting totals are up by 20% across the board uh, with the 2022 offensive line. And obviously that's going to, those, those guys are going to play a huge part in the offensive line uh, this season and the, the, the overall offense. You know, Texas has to hit on that offensive line class uh, for the for the overall offense to take another leap. And uh, it sounds like from a strength perspective, they're, they're headed in the right direction. You know, most of those guys have only been on campus since May or June. So it's not even been a year. And they're up 20%. They're all squatting over 500 pounds. 
Um, and you know, the taller you are, the harder it is, the harder it is to squat. Uh, and so that's, that's a good sign, you know, that, that it, to me, it's, it signals that the strength and conditioning overall is headed in the right direction, not just with the freshman class. Got it. Um, before we get to that NIL discussion, I have one more thing I wanted to, to kind of shoehorn in here, uh, Eric and talk to you about. This episode is brought to you by Shopify, whether you're selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However, you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. We've been previewing, I started previewing the, each position prior to spring, and I know we do that on the site as well, and I'm trying to do that with video, whether it's with you or Justin or, mm-hmm. or, or Joe or whoever, right? And we've already done the quarterbacks and the running backs. Is there a position that is most intriguing to you heading into spring? Uh, Yeah, I mean, there's a couple that I'll be paying close attention to. Uh, Interior offensive line uh, is very interesting to me. And and also, you know, you know, where are all those guys playing? You know, does Cam Williams take reps inside? Does Christian Jones take reps inside? Um, You know, they're going to play their five best. Uh, we all we already know that Christian Jones and, and Kelvin Banks are two of the five best, uh, but Christian Jones might be able to move around. Uh, you know, if, if Cam Williams is one of the five best, then they're going to have to figure something out. Uh, and then Will Linebacker, I'm really curious to hear about uh, Anthony Hill, Leona LaFowle, uh, uh, Maurice Blackwell as well. Obviously, he's a player. So I'm curious to see how Will plays out. And, and you know, I'm always curious about the transfers, you know, the guys that you want to hear how fast they're hitting the ground. Um, A.D. Mitchell. Uh, Jalen Catalan, Gavin Holmes. I mean, those guys are all exciting, uh, really starter quality players. Yeah. So for your, your for your standpoint, it's the offensive line and then the transfers. It's not necessarily a second position that you're most necessarily interested in. Here. Well, I mean, Will Linebacker is going to be really interesting. So Will, I would say interior offensive line and then Will Linebacker. But we're not going to get a true barometer of interior offensive line because Cole Hudson's going to be out, and you know he could play guard or center. So um, you know, it's it's it's. You know, it's a good thing they landed a huge class in 2022 because all those guys are going to need to get reps. What about the what about the Will linebacker makes you it makes it interesting? Other than the fact that right now there's no incumbent. Well, I mean, freshmen are always interesting, right? And and you know you've got Anthony Hill who's a five star. Uh, you know everybody knows him, and then you've got Leonel Lafau who would be a lot more highly rated if he was a mainlander. You know if that kid lived in L.A. or Utah or or, or Ulis, so, you know if he was living in these places outside of uh, Hawaii. Uh, he, he wasn't just a, he wasn't even a city kid in Hawaii. He was a country kid. So I think he flew under the radar even in Hawaii uh, to some degree. Uh, so I think he's going to be a, I think he's going to surprise a lot of people long term. Uh, we're not going to be surprised if he has a good spring. But, you know, we want we want clarity at, at the positions where they're trying to, you know, not necessarily upgrade, but not not take a big step back. Yeah, that, that all makes sense. I I'm intrigued, I think, mostly uh, by the by the wide receiver play. And A.D. Mitchell is one of those reasons that you just mentioned, the, the, the transfer, uh, add in uh, guys like Isaiah Nayor, who we're hopeful comes back. And even though we know he's not, we don't think he's going to do contact, at least at this point. Right. Um, you know, where is he in that process? Uh, and, you know, furthermore, how do, how do they all uh, mesh together and get on the field? Plus, how do they mesh in year two yeah. with Quinn Ewers and a, a possible – three receiver offense versus a two receiver, two tight end. Wide receiver is very interesting uh, from another standpoint too, is, you know, how much are they going to be in 11 personnel versus 12 personnel? 
uh, John Tay Cook, DeAndre Moore. They, they, you know, there's kind of uh, there's room for those guys with, with saving red moving to uh, running back uh, with Vernon Thompson running track. Um, you know, they're, those they're, it's wide open uh, for the for the third, fourth, and fifth guys. Yeah, fifth, fifth guys, I should say, not the third. All right, uh, thanks, Eric. Uh, all right, let's move on to the NIL discussion that you and I wanted to have. Uh, you and I both attended uh, a function in Houston uh, last night. Uh, the uh, Texas One Fund hosted a fundraiser uh, to raise awareness and funds uh, for Texas NIL uh, purposes. Uh, what were your initial, I, we're not going to go into the details, that we'll talk about overall themes, uh, but th those sorts of fundraisers, they're not necessarily for public consumption, right? right. But, but we can talk about themes of the night. Uh, what were some of your primary takeaways? Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Well, you know, the main speaker I agreed with, uh, you know, with a lot of these guys are, you know, I think there's a misperception about the players are out there buying cars and, and doing all these things with NIL. I really like the, the, how clear, how clear he was with saying these guys are getting, you know, those are loaner cars from people that want to not, they, they want to extract some value from those guys. You know, th th those are leases. The guys aren't buying those, you know, $100,000 cars. Uh, you know, they're, they're being a lot more, more intelligent with their money than that. Uh, and a lot of them, they're, they're using it for their family. I mean, it's, it really is. It's not guys just going out. They're not, they're not living like, like Migos and rappers and all this stuff. Like they're, they are doing the right things with the, with the cash. Uh, and so I think that, you know, I, I think they did a good job of clearing up some of those misperceptions, you know, um, but over, overall, I just thought it was a good night. You know, um, Sark, Sark was uh, candid and, and uh, affable as always. I think he does a really good job owning the room. What were your main takeaways? Uh, you know, I, I felt that, that, the uh, the, the car thing was, was interesting because not a lot of people know that. I mean, I think you and I knew that, um, yeah. you know, uh, those are, those are relationships where the dealership is actually reaching out to those guys, not some other thing. And they're basically giving uh, them a Bijan didn't buy a Lamborghini, right? Right. He was given the use of a Lamborghini in, <laughs> in return for yeah. his, uh, you know, NIL. And the other guys are the same. I think the Vanguard auto guy in Austin is doing a really good job of that right now. Right. Uh, and he's, you know, he, he thinks it's good for his business. So it's yeah. not that that's not the NIL that the Texas one fund per se is trying right. to, to create where they're actually going out and uh, getting the kids into the community, working uh, for Habitat for Humanity or the Dell Children's uh, Center. Um, I think my my other comment here is, uh, you know, I think that uh, I felt like there's beginning to be a, a better understanding overall among mm -hmm. all levels of donors at the University of Texas, right. where NIL is headed. Um, it's not this, uh, you know, nefarious word anymore that has yeah. negative connotations. It's now we're in that. I, I liken it to the first days of the Internet when everybody had yeah. their thoughts on what the Internet was going to be or how it was going to be. And it was going to be this bad thing that would disrupt the world and change everything. Yeah. Well, it might be Bitcoin at this point. Where but yeah, but over time, up. my point is, right. over time, yeah. people started to understand and people were putting things out there that people could grasp onto. And, and I think because of that, we're going to see wider acceptance of it. 
uh, and hopefully smarter applications of it uh, over time. And, and I do think uh, what was also interesting to me was the idea that, you know, look, every school has one or two billionaires that are benefactors. Right. Texas is situated differently because they have so many alums that have been, they may not be billionaires, but they may be millionaires or, you know, thousandaires that can help yeah. give $10, $20 a month to affect the overthink. And Texas has the broad base support that a school, no offense, but like Baylor or, you know, some other schools, even in the SEC yeah. don't have, uh, and that can make a real difference for Texas. Uh, as a football team. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I was the brokest guy in the room last night, and there was at least 100, 120 or so people uh, in there. So, um, yeah. I don't I, I, Look, I, I feel like that's part of it. I also think that the other takeaway for me, um, and you mentioned Sark kind of owning the room, and I thought he did. I think, you know, he is a good public speaker. Yeah. Um, and I wrote the, about this this morning on Inside Texas, was the idea of stacking classes upon mm -hmm. classes mm -hmm. and why that's important. Yep. Um, he talked about not he talked about not only doing that and the importance of doing it at a place like Alabama, where he was at and what Georgia has done recently, but also his experience at USC, you know, where a all conference guard goes out and gets injured and the guy you're replacing him with may actually be more talented than the all conference guard. Right. But not as experienced and sure. younger. <clears throat> and yep. that how that helps bridge and create a team that I think everybody, uh, you know, th there's just not that major talent drop off. Right. Maybe that's part of the part of the process uh, as it relates to recruiting and talent acqu acquisition and retention. Yeah, that's where they're at with this uh, third class. That's why this third class is important. You know, we, we mentioned how important the last class was to stack on top of the first one. And this is this is where we're at with the uh, you, you know, you want to go from uh rebuilding to reloading and this is how you reload you have to have competition across the board and i think they use the word competition quite a bit um you know the competition makes everybody better it makes us better as inside texas is better because it's a, it's such a, a tough market uh but competition across the board is how you how you make how you improve your roster that's uh you know you you, you find the inner motivation from all these players if, if they're being pushed and and you know they shouldn't always be pushed by the coaches they should be pushed by each other um speaking with eric Nolene, publisher of uh, InsideTexas.com. Uh, this uh, program, State of the Program, each and every week is brought to you by the Lowy Law Firm. Uh, Adam Lowy and his group are helping injured Texans. Uh, if you have been injured or know someone who has and want a free consultation, contact Adam at LowyLawFirm.com or 512-280-0800. We appreciate Adam and his uh, sponsorship. Adam is uh, sponsors a lot of Texas-related uh, stuff. In the Irwin Center, uh, excuse me, Irwin Center, geez, in the Moody Center <laughs> last night, you could have seen the Lowy Law Firm flashing yep. signs as well uh, across every that. Time, every time I drive back home from uh, to Austin to, to uh, Montgomery, Lake Conroe, I, I pass at least two billboards. So the guy's, <laughs> the guy's putting, putting out some ads. Yeah, he's trying He's trying his best to be the guy. And I think he, he gets there by way of uh, uh, some notoriety doing that and having yep. good success as well. Uh, you know, Eric, we look at it and uh, we got to, time for an, another question or two here what what are you really looking forward to over the next two weeks before spring practice starts for the football team is there is it is it one or two recruitments is it uh you know how they're preparing and what you hear more about freshmen 
What are what are the things you're really looking forward to over the next couple of weeks? Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Yeah, I'm, I'm most looking forward to just covering the program from every single angle uh, in building up. You know, there's a lot of previews to write. We've kind of broken down by, uh, uh, by position, but there's a lot of uh, storylines. Each position has a storyline that I'm looking forward to. You know, I, that, that's pretty easy. Um, you know, I think recruiting is a little bit on hold right now. We, we, we're going to hit this lull probably every year um, this time. And, it, you know, spring is going to be we got the March 25th day coming up. But that's still three weeks or actually a month away still. Um, and then then I think it's going to hit another gear. It's going to go from from late March to uh, to the spring game. And then we're going to bounce into uh, to official visits and then it's going to be commitment time. But right now, this time of year uh, is probably a little bit of a lull in recruiting. Uh, so right now, my, my focus is mainly on the team. Uh, still getting to know a lot of uh, there's still a lot of underrated players in the class, too. I'm still trying to get a get a handle on those guys that are popping up out of nowhere. Still seeing a lot of offers going out. Uh, I, I guess, you know, while we're not on commitment watch, I think they're still trying to set their board. So getting a good handle on their, their board, which is always changing. It's always in flux. Uh, we wrote a piece this uh, earlier this week about uh, edges and linebackers. Uh, a month from now, that that piece might be entirely different. Uh, so I'm always trying to get a handle of, on their big board. And it's always it's always changing. Justin, Jerry and I uh, and yourself. Uh, it's, it's hard to get a handle on their big board. It, you know, Tom Herman's it, once it was set, it was over with that, that was the book. That was the big board. That's not, that's not how this crew operates. I, um, I want to give to your one last question. And I know I want what I want to ask. Uh, you watched the town hall with Chris Del Conte, mm-hmm. uh, on Monday. Uh, what was your primary takeaway from that? <laughs> Well, you know, I'm like a, a closet economist. I was I was excited to see that they were in a surplus, the budget surplus. I was shocked. You know, I was <laughs> not the most. Of all the things, Eric, not not grass, <laughs> not the schedule in the. I mean, nothing. No, my, I was uh, I was uh, I was taken aback when I saw those numbers. I was like, wow, man, they, maybe they should run for office. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, you know, it was, it's. It, I, a lot of that stuff isn't earth shattering to us, Bobby. We're so close to the ground. Like I knew everything about the, we knew the practice facility. Uh, you know, that, that it's not news to me. Uh, ticket prices at OU, that doesn't really affect me. Uh, you know, it's, I was, it was a budget surplus got me. Yeah. I, I, I'll say this. The, the thing that gets me every time I listen to a broad town hall type situation it strikes me just how many irons in the fire Chris Del Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, was there, was there whether, last whether it's raising funds for a bubble indoor yep. facility or the decision of sending out season ticket renewals at a certain yep. time or NIL meeting on Wednesday, on Tuesday or all of those things to me, I think that's that's impressive because, I mean, yep. that so many balls in the air, so many guys and people, women and guys uh, doing their jobs at the University of Texas in different ways, uh, ending up putting the, the program out there in a. And what I think University of Texas has been is a first-class organization uh, for a number of years and something that uh, Chris Del Conte can be proud of. All right, uh, Eric, any last thoughts? Yeah, the longer I do this job, the, the greater appreciation I have for the time that the athletes have to put in. They're up at 5.30 working out. Their, their time is is basically logged until, you know, for 12 hours straight. They're doing stuff that's uh, – it's, it's almost military uh, based on its schedule, you know. Uh, 
Steve Sarkeesian has an extremely difficult job. And as you just said, Christo Conte. So, yeah, the, the longer we do this, the more appreciation I have for all, all people involved, for sure. All right. Uh, that's Eric Nalin, publisher of InsideTexas.com. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. I think uh, Joe and Justin are breaking down the wide receivers. And, of course, always please take a look at InsideTexas.com for the latest breaking news and updates. Uh, there has been some recruiting news of late. I think they sent out half a dozen offers in the last two or three days. Uh, yep. to, some, some to new guys that we really didn't know much about, sure. uh, but are in-state as well. So, all right, Eric, I appreciate you, bud. Uh, we'll catch you next week again on the State of the Program. Thank you for watching. For more videos on Texas football, recruiting, and other sports, make sure you click the like button and subscribe to the channel to get the very latest updates. Uh, thank you for watching again, and hook them.